When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is the deal with the fascination with Marilyn Monroe? Am I right? That's Bradley's question on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, our, our producer, Holly Roberts, Hello. all of us uh, live at the Minnesota State Fair where it is, by the way, raining. And we are very grateful for the tent over our lovely audience. So they don't melt. There it is. Yes, thanks now, to Connecticut and Aquarius uh, Home, home services. services. Yes, for bringing you today's State Fair broadcast. From the Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage. Yes. Now, um, Bradley, my question to you is, what is with the question about what is with why the fascination? Why are we talking about, about... Yeah, exactly. Why are we talking about Marilyn Monroe? Well, it's really about the fascination with Marilyn Monroe and celebrities like her. But specifically, I'll tell you, I'll back it up a little bit and tell you that this weekend I was listening to a new podcast... Um, and I actually don't know if I'm going to continue listening to it, but that's neither here nor there. At the end of the day, it's called The Killing of Marilyn Monroe. And it um, goes back to, I think, a story that has fascinated people for decades right. about what happened to Marilyn Monroe. But my question was, as I was listening to the first episode of this podcast where the host talks about her sort of mild obsession with Marilyn Monroe ever since she was a child and how she would have her poster on the wall... And just how she, you know, thought of her as a sort of the defining notion of beauty for her. You yeah. know, that was basically an icon. And I, as I was listening to her have this conversation, I was having a conversation in my head like, what is it with Marilyn Monroe right. that people are so fascinated by such that she endures? I mean, she was, you know, basically a mediocre actress mm -hmm. who had a lot of fame uh, and had an untimely death, right? She was not around for very long. Right. She didn't do that many movies. So what is it that makes her versus anybody else for that matter endure after this length of time? And, and that's a question that I sort of, you know, have been thinking about since I listened to that podcast episode this weekend. You know, and it is interesting and you alluded to this. I mean, she really had a tragic life, and a tragic end. Yeah, I mean, well, and it's it's very, you know, and we we could get into the specifics and talk about why, but really, even the tragedy wasn't, you know, okay, there were a lot of tragedies mm -hmm. with actresses and actors in that period of time. There's a lot of dark underbelly of Hollywood. Right. Um, but those people don't endure for decades. Um, those people aren't on college dorm room, you know, poster or uh, college dorm room walls as posters. And we did, and we did, and Holly actually sort of alluded to this uh, when we were talking about 
about this before the show in our pre-show meeting that you and I also grew up in a time where there was some sort of, I don't know, I always attributed it to Spencer's gifts because I'm not even kidding <laughs> no, you. With right. the posters. That they were always yes. selling these black and white posters of um, Marilyn Monroe, James Dean, Elvis, uh, Audrey Hepburn, and that that was sort of like where we were, where we became acquainted with who they were as public figures, at least. And I think a lot of people didn't even really get into the deep stuff to know much more about she just looked like a beautiful, sexy woman. And um, and there was some sort of attraction to that. And, and also, I understand why she was popular in the sense that she was beautiful. Yes. And Hollywood loves, right. you know, a beautiful blonde. She wasn't the first beautiful blonde, though. It wasn't like her acting talent trumped you know, anything else. But there's just something, I think, uniquely, and, and it's a little bit of a rhetorical question, but I think mm -hmm. there's something uniquely um, uh, just fascinating about Marilyn Monroe that we as a culture have to the point where she's actually, I mean, Courtney Stodden, an actress yes. slash personality you, you slash... You led with actress? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be as uh, kind as possible. Uh -huh. She does say that she is, Courtney Stodden, is influenced by Marilyn Monroe. And uh, Brad, you mentioned this earlier, Madonna went through a whole phase in her career. Yeah. I mean, think was... of all the actresses. Madonna, um, <laughs> Courtney Stodden. No, but you think of people <laughs> like, I shouldn't say actresses, you think of people like Madonna. Uh -huh. Celebrities, entertainers, performers, people like Madonna, people like um, uh, Anna Nicole, right? right? Oh, Anna Nicole yeah. Smith was a to was totally on that uh, list of people who tried to emulate uh, Marilyn Monroe to a tragic end. Honestly, and a lot of it, I think, going back to the point that you made, Colleen, finding the Marilyn Monroe posters at the Spencers uh -huh. back in the day. Marilyn Monroe's estate, the estate of James Dean, Elvis Presley, have done a really good job of keeping these celebrities top of mind and making them into icons mm -hmm. very far removed from the actual celebrity that they experience when they yeah. were alive. Like James right. Dean was in three movies, and that was it. Yeah. Right. He was in Rebel Without a Cause, Giant, and East of Eden, and that was it. But I remember my sister, who was about 10 years older than me, having a James Dean poster in her bedroom in the early 90s. And so the only way that she would have access to that image is if the estate was working Exactly. It. And I always go back, I'm going to nerd out here for a second, in the management of the Beatles. They stay top of mind because they want to stay top of mind. Their top rival back in the day, a band just as big as the Beatles, was the Dave Clark Five. Mm -hmm. They're, they have not managed their estate at all. You can't even five, find the Dave Clark Five music on iTunes. But meaning that, like, we think of the Beatles, right. we think of Marilyn Monroe. Because they want us to think of them. Well, that makes sense. And to go back to another point that you brought up, and if you're just joining us, we're talking about Marilyn Monroe and why she particularly endures as an icon. You know, again, just the thought that a college student in 2019 who probably has never even seen, like, a Marilyn Monroe movie, and if she has, it's maybe... You know, I, I don't even know which movie she would watch. Gentlemen prefer blondes. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Some like it hot. Um, could be. Um, but, you know, why? The only like, two I know. Why, <laughs> exactly. Why would she, why would a college student in 2019 have her poster still on the wall? But what I think, to your earlier point, is their estates were actually owned by a very specific company. And we've actually talked yes. to representatives from that company. Their sole job 
is to manage the estates of certain celebrities who have passed on, and and they're working music deals, commercial deals. I mean, it is you know compared to a, a number of other celebrities that were far more famous in their time when they were actually on planet Earth, these people have gone on to live lives several times over since they actually left this planet. And actually, that's I actually think that that is an interesting conversation in and of itself because that's exactly kind of what we get into on the Colleen and Bradley show. It's not necessarily what Hollywood is telling us but rather why they're telling us what they're telling us to what benefit. And I think that is part of what answers the question, like, what's with this fascination? Well, partly because the estates know that if they can maintain that fascination, that's money in their pockets. And so a lot of it is just that we're being told to be fascinated with Yeah, we're being marketed to in in the sense of posters and, you know, mugs. I mean, you see Marilyn Monroe everywhere you see elvis everywhere you see james dean everywhere and again if you ask people what was the last james dean movie you saw i mean again there's like what three three so um you probably could name one of them but when was the last time you watched them well and you likely don't know a lot about their story and who they really are i mean a lot of people don't know a lot about marilyn monroe they see marilyn monroe they know what she looked like the big thing that's like that everybody talks about is, you know, Marilyn Monroe was a size 14. And that's like this thing that people hold up as like curves used to be big. No pun intended. However, by the way, a 14 from those days is like a six now. But that is the thing that everybody always wants to talk about is like, you know, Marilyn Monroe is a size 14. Do we even actually know that? Or, (laughs) well, and not only that, but the ideas that we have about Marilyn Monroe, I could ask probably any average person to describe the life of Marilyn Monroe. They would have about three or four points to make. One would involve, you know, her overdosing and maybe some of the husbands she had. And maybe like a Norma Jean reference and then probably an Elton John song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But beyond that... People, and I think this is probably why there are podcasts and stories and books and movies still being written and done, because there is actually so little information that we really know, and a lot of people are just living on sort of the myth right. that these people have. It's not even necessarily based in you know any reality. Oh. Well, let us know if you continue to listen to that podcast, if there's anything of else course. that kind of comes out of it. Um, again, the name of the podcast was? Um, it's called Killing Marilyn Monroe. Okay. And you can get it wherever podcasts are. Wherever your podcasts are available. Available. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, every day at the Minnesota State Fair, we take advantage of the fact that they have food again. Every year. And they've got new foods. And so it's a cheat day after this on My Talk 1071. I miss you more than I thought. You guys. What? The State Fair has food again this year. And I get very excited about it. You know, I think they do that every year, I know, but then there's more of it, and that's the best part. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Hi! Holly Roberts, our producer. We're all here, live at the Minnesota State Fair, and because there's food here, we gotta just, you know what, throw caution to the wind every day. It's a cheat day. Dirty, rotten, cheetah. Cheat day. Taste test. Stick this in your mouth. I can't. We're about to. Just calm down. I've been waiting to do this. So, um, get your. She's rolling up her sleeves, kids. I'm not. So, little known fact. Little known fact. Colleen has been foregoing her lunch every day because she knows 
that we are going to have something yummy to eat. It's like I finally figured this out. I <laughs> Only will enjoy, eight years in. Seriously, I um, will enjoy it better if I go in hungry. Our our good friends at Blue Barn, they were here on Friday last week, Thursday or Friday last week, yep. to uh, let us try um, a wonderful breakfast dish. It's their breakfast potato skin. Mm-hmm. And today they brought something that is not necessary. It's not technically a new state fair food, but... It's their bonus food. Which means it's not announced as a new state fair food, but it's still new and it's still exciting. Actually, I don't know. Is it new this year? It is new this okay, year. Yeah. This is its first so, year. So, and it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, they call it their bonus food. It's not one of the official named new foods of the Minnesota State Fair. I don't care Fair. what it's called. I mean, it as is. long as it... It's huge, by the delicious. way. I just want to slap you with it. Okay. Awkward. So this is their crispy chicken, and it is, I can see... Kentucky hot. Kentucky hot. And I know that it has... I do see the crumblies on it are like cornflakes. Yes. And I'm really excited. Bradley, eat it. Don't just look at me and taunt me. It's a large loin of chicken. Mm. And it is chunk chicken. It smells so good. And here's okay, oh my God. a couple things I love about this. It comes oh on God, a so soaked good. piece of bread. I just spit because I was drooling. You guys <laughs> leave me alone. And there's pickles. I mean, it's like everything you ever wanted. It's like crispy. Okay, let me eat Juicy. That. Sweet. Spicy. It's like all the feels, right? It has all the mouth tender, feels. even juicy, a little probably umami in there. Um, some umami, good mouth feel. You have to say yes, mouth feel. Mouth feel. <laughs> Do I? That's a wonderful really piece of chicken, right? Like that's a that's an adult chicken finger. Yes, that's exactly it. Like no, Mike. Okay, what Bradley said, I will food translate. Bradley, he said your kids don't want this. They you would. Do. They would, and I'd be like, get off it. Yeah, well, it's I was trying mine. to give you an out. Yeah, well, Thank here's you. the thing. They would take a bite of that, and they would be like, mm, here, Mom, do you take the rest? And you'd well, be like, yes, please. Yes, I will. It has yes. a, the spice. It has a little kick to it, which is great, but not so much that you're going to feel like you need to quickly, you know, douse your tongue with water. And um, it's, yeah, it's real good. It's put, it's resting on a piece of white bread That's the with best some part. pickles. So it's like all soaked up oh, so you get piacles. like a dessert, the piacles. Piacles are so piacles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. They're okay, guys, let's, okay, Bradley's dancing. <laughs> so you know it's good. It's so good. That's it's, how you yeah. know it's good. Bradley's dancing. You guys, people are getting soaked out here uh, at the Minnesota State Fair, but we are dry under our tents. Yeah, come yep. see us. Uh-huh. Okay. Good thing we have ponchos for sale, too, at the MyTalk 1071 booth. There you go. $3 a pop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I would like you on a scale of one to five Cobras. We've been doing this, by the way, every day at the Minnesota State Fair. We've been trying a new fair food, mm-hmm. and we rate the fair food after we try it. So, how many four, Cobras? Four uh, Blue Barns can... T- this episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Kentucky Hot Chicken Explosion. I don't know what they call it technically, but that's what I'm going to call it, is the Chicken Explosion. What would you give it? I'm giving it a 4.5. Oh, yeah. And the only the only thing, the it's one tiny little thing that I would that would put it into the five category yeah. and it would be a dipping sauce. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. all I want is like a little oh, side God, dip. You think it needs sauce? No, it doesn't like need it. It would just enhance it. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's five. it. Okay, oh five. For sure. Alrighty. That's all the right. best thing, only because that's the best thing I've had so far. It's and way we are good. four days, three days in. Yeah. We're in. We're We're just, it doesn't in. matter. We don't know how many days. Holly, what are you Holly, giving? what are you rating that? Giving it a nice 4.5. Yes. yes. And that is something, it, it just it hits all the flavor profiles yes. in your mouth. It's portable. <laughs> yes. And it has pionkles. Well, okay, so that's the other thing. So can we just talk about the on-the-stick business? Because I feel like there was an organized effort here uh, for people keep to talking. get away from, okay, you keep eating, to get away from the on the stick. I don't know why. I don't know why we didn't just embrace it, but it seems like for a couple of years they were like, say goodbye to the stick. We're not going to do stuff on a stick. And Blue Barn was like, guess what? The stick makes sense. So they brought that stick back, and it is good, yeah, no, and everything totally on it, it. and around like it is delicious. The crust on it is almost like just a bunch of barbecue chips is kind of what it tastes like, right? Because yeah. it's that crispy yes. and barbecue spicy. It's real good. But it's good. not too spicy. I will say when things are advertised as Kentucky hot sauce or Kentucky um, hot, that I always think it's going to be way too hot. This was not too hot. It's spicy, but it doesn't have a lot of heat. Oh, I wanted I like to um, bring something to you guys. I wanted to bring your attention. It, it, a lot of times we think our state fair is the only state fair. Well, I mean, it is. It, yeah. I mean, come on. It is in it. our hearts. But other states also have state fairs. And one of the other big state fairs is the Texas State Fair. Oh, yeah. And theirs uh, goes from September 27th to October 20th. That is a long state fair. Yeah. Well, they have to because Texas is so big. I, For example, I lived in Texas for five years. We never went to the Texas State Fair because it is... The the equivalent of being like in Chicago. It's not quite that far, but almost. So it's it's a hall, and yeah. for a lot of people in the state, it's not you know it's not necessarily super close. So you can't just shove it into a week. Okay, I gotta give you like really quick. I'm gonna give you a couple names because we have 30 seconds. You tell me if what they're doing in Texas sounds good to you. Okay, right. how about the stuffed fried taco cone? Okay, I like the words fried and right? taco. Cone. How about mm-hmm? How about the flamingo tango? This is some sort of a chickeny situation. Uh, well, I like chickeny. Okay, good. And then what about the uh, big red chicken bread? Again, all in big and chicken. That's all we need. When we come back on the Here Colleen and Bradley in. show, we've got celebrities behaving badly on My Talk 1071. I feel like I need to apologize to this nice couple who was just trying to sit down. Those are my children that completely cut you off here at the Minnesota State Fair. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, Producer Holly Roberts. Hey. 
Um, and it is pouring rain. It is pouring rain. And, uh, and, and we are here at the Minnesota State Fair. And uh, we have a great studio audience of people who are just trying to get out of the pouring rain. Um, but we would live, if you're around and you can hear us right now, come sit down. We got, we got dry places to We sit. are dry, even We're, if the crowd ain't. This is true. Uh, now, at this time of the day... Every day, we like to tell you about some celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for those celebrities, and that name is... Teabags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, I don't know if you've seen uh, the Pizza Dia thing that's been all over the internet. Okay, I saw that there was a Pizza Dia thing <laughs> yes. that's been all over the internet, and there's a very specific reason why I have not actually seen it. Why? I will tell you... When you're done telling me about it, well, no, just tell me. Well, because okay, so there's like this video, and everybody's like, it goes on unnecessarily long, and I'm immediately out. If something goes on unnecessarily long, I don't have time to put that in my brain. I gotta move on. Well, the good news is you're gonna hear about it anyway, so you don't have to watch it. But um, if you haven't watched the video, I would encourage you to do so. So there's this chicken stuffed deep fried. Like I was trying to even figure out what you're supposed to call this dumb thing, but you know those tasty videos. Those tasty food videos where they show you how to make food, and it's usually like from an overhead vantage point. You see the cooking all the rage, and I don't see them nearly as much as I used to. Yeah, but now it's like a whole thing, right? Right. Where you can actually find some pretty cool recipes. Well, occasionally they're a little over the top, and this one is frankly unhinged. It is. It is basically a chicken stuffed, deep fried pizza quesadilla. And it has broken the internet. That's not hyperbole. It kind of is. But over the weekend, everybody was tweeting about this. If you watch the video, again, I described it as chicken stuffed, deep fried pizza quesadilla. I mean, there's a lot so going on there. It's like it starts as almost like a like a barbecue chicken pizza cake thing. Okay. So it's you know like layers of and again the thing that threw everybody over the top was when you watch the video it's like step after step after step and you realize after about 30 steps nobody is doing this. Right. Put a pin in that because somebody did. Oh wow. Okay. And if they do it's probably going to be like a cake wreck situation, like you and I trying to do this. It's not going to go well. A, we're not finishing. B, something would break. C, what are we on? 432? We would have left and gone to get dinner long before we ever were able to accomplish this I would ask somebody else to make it for me. But if I described how they make it, it's as if you took like a springform pan and you started filling it up with like tortillas, um, barbecue chicken, and then cheese, and then you layer another tortilla, and you keep doing this Uh until you make this sort of cake thing. And then um, you chill it, and you slice it, and then you take the slices, and you batter and breadcrumb and deep fry those slices. And then you arrange it back in a circle, so you like combine it back together. How long is this dumb video? Then you put uh, pizza sauce on top. It's minutes. You put pizza sauce on top, and then you put pizza toppings on it, and then you eat the thing. And it looks like... It's got to weigh, I don't know, like two pounds for a piece of this. Uh-uh. It's insane, and it is literally not a practical food item. I was like, it, it clearly was good for them, right? Because they got a lot of attention for it. Well, some evil person came up with that recipe in the first place. And also, it's just like a Franken food that nobody's going to eat. Right. Right? Like, you know, okay, so there are Franken foods that we would eat, things like the cronut. Thank you. Um, ma- mainly because it's a pretty cute 
Franken food yep. concoction. It's pie cake and we like. Pie cake and it's pie and cake. Yeah, easy. Cronut, donut, crow. Croissant. Croissant, I forgot Croissant. what the crow. Croissant. Thank you, Diane. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, those things make sense, right? But pizza, quesadilla, barbecue, chicken stuffed with pepperoni. Also, no. do you want barbecue? No. Salsa? No. No, some pizza sauces sauce. are not meant to mingle. Right? Like, all of that together just seems like... No, you want that a- separate... If you're a person who does not like your food t- touching, that will not go well. No, there's, that. there is a guy. I remember I said put a pin in it. There's a yeah. guy that's on social media, and I follow him on Instagram, and I, I apologize. I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter. You can just Google this, like, pizza monstrosity. Um, but he actually did it. Like, he went to the store. He got all the ingredients. It cost 80-some dollars for him to get the ingredients to make this essentially, you know, 12-inch pizza experience. Yeah. Um, and then he had like 50 different Instagram um, photos and videos sort of, you know. In lo- like step by step. Did, it was, did he finish it? Did it actually looked kind of normal. But again, when you look at what the final product is, you don't even know how to eat it. Because right. it's so big and unwieldy. And of course, we would try it. But I just want to fast forward to the end. I don't want to watch the whole darn thing. Yeah. I just want to get my brain around what this thing actually is. It's, it's nothing. It's okay. it's everything and nothing at the very same time. Noted. So again, pizza, chicken, barbecue, salsa, barbecue, Ugh. marinara, um, pepperoni, oh my gosh, cheese. Actually, sounds disgusting. Right? It just sounds. And, and like... I'm at the state fair, and so if I think this is sounds disgusting, yeah, and I'm sitting at the not, Minnesota State Fair, this will not show up on the state fair no. new food item list anytime. Can you soon. imagine? I got to tell you, yesterday when I was standing in line waiting for my uh, dilly dog, dill dog, dilly 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 dog, diddly diddly. What dilly was dog. that thing called? I think it's just called a dilly dog. Okay, I was waiting for the dilly dog, which is the bratwurst stuffed in the pickle battered and deep fried when i was waiting in line for that i was watching their assembly line put it together i mean that is an operation in and of itself just watching there's like a whole group of people doing the prep in the back and then watching the person whose job it is to dip them and fry them Mm -hmm. and they just have like a whole process and then they put them on the thing and it just sort of like oh it's it was wild uh anyway i'm that and that was a process I can only imagine. Nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing Nobody's it. Nobody's doing it. Uh, I just wanted to, I don't actually have a D-bag. I just have an update on our D-bag from Friday. Okay. So your D-bag that you brought on Friday was Lara Spencer. Indeed. And that was, of course, due to she was. some really idiotic things she said about um, Little Prince George, George yeah. uh, taking ballet lessons as part of his curriculum in school. Um, and, you know, she said something dumb about it. Everybody laughed. It was ridiculous um, and rude and wrong. And she apologized on uh, Instagram right away. And then she did apologize at, on GMA, which I'll get to. But what's interesting is um, one of the people who spoke out against what she had said on Friday about uh, boys in ballet mm-hmm. was the widow of Jean Kelly. Her name is Patricia Ward Kelly, and she wrote an open letter to Lara Spencer about the remarks she made. And she said, in 1958, my late husband, the dancer, director, choreographer, Gene Kelly, decided to take on the stigma facing male dancers in an omnibus television program for NBC that he created and starred in called Dancing, a man's game. Gene would be devastated to know that 61 years after his groundbreaking work, the issue of boys and men dancing is still the subject of ridicule on a national network. And then she said, ABC must do better. Now, as I said, this morning, 
she did, Lara Spencer did, um, actually do an apology yep. on the show. We're going to just play just the very beginning of it, and then I'll tell you kind of what came after. Okay. Uh, here's Lara Spencer this morning on GMA. I do. I screwed up. I did. The comment I made about dance was insensitive. It was stupid, and I am deeply sorry. I've spoken with several members of the dance community over the past few days. I have listened. I have learned about the bravery it takes for a young boy to pursue a career in dance. And last night I sat down with three influential dancers who have lived it firsthand. Okay, so then what you then see is Lara Spencer sitting down with uh, three dancers. Mm -hmm. One of them is Travis Wall, who's Interestingly, I thought this was kind of a funny moment, and this is just this tells you more about me than it tells you about anybody else. I thought it was interesting. One of the first things she noted was how many Grammys he's been, or not Grammys, sorry, how many Emmys he has been uh, nominated for. Travis Wall, the choreographer. And I thought to myself, Lara Spencer, how many have you been nominated for? Oh, honey? look at you. I know, but it was just like I was having yeah. that rude moment where yeah. I was like, well, you are course. talking yeah. to somebody who has <clears throat> excelled not only in their own field, but also in the field that you are hoping to excel in. Yeah. And you've sat now face to face with this person um, after you said some pretty rotten, you know, things, yeah. you know, just insensitive things. Um, she also sat down with um, a dancer who will be in the upcoming Cats film. Um, he's a former principal ballet dancer who then uh, kind of diversified and started doing musicals. And he, so he's been on Broadway yeah. also. And then she sat down with also a male principal dancer for uh, the New York City Ballet. And it was very wonderful to see her sitting in that position and listening to what her, she had said reflected back to her from people who have decided to stay with the thing that they knew they would get teased for. Yeah. Well, what I love about this is that, and we talked a little bit about this in the Dirt Alert with Elizabeth Reese, right, that um, this was just a huge opportunity to educate and, and um, to talk about this issue, and they did. They took the opportunity, yes. and they like pushed, and I doubt that it was Laura Spencer who said, you know, I'm going to go this far on my own. I have to believe that behind the yes. scenes they were like girl you are gonna get in the middle of this you are gonna own it you are gonna champion this and you're gonna push it out there and give the world um, an opportunity to see you um, being not only apologetic but educating the world as a result so I appreciate that yeah but I also think it's a great opportunity for other people to have conversations because and you could probably speak about this too with your own experience with dance it's not just boys being made fun of for dancing there's also this um, I would imagine, and I don't have firsthand experience with this, but there's also like gender identity issues and conversations that can go on because there are assumptions that if you are in dance, that your sexuality is a certain yep, way. Absolutely. And there are gay men within dance who have been, um, uh, I don't know how to have this conversation directly, but like gay men who have who have suffered at the hands of you know, this sort of hyper-masculine... Yes. Um, it is, I mean, it's a confusing thing because, you know, ballet was in, was invented, was created as um, part of the entertainment in the courts, in, like, the royal courts. Yeah. And men, the, the roles that men play in the ballets that yep. were the entertainment are of, you know, the hunter, the yeah. knight, you know, um, and... And to your point, there is an assumption that the majority of men or that all men who dance, honestly, this is yeah. the assumption that if a man dances, he must be gay. And that is 
so not true. But then I, I bet that there's been backlash against, you know, gay dancers who there are straight dancers who are trying to prove their masculinity because society thinks that all dancers are gay. You know, there's just a lot of, oh, of layers that I'm sure this issue is helping unpeel. Oh, is and what there I'm are, and there are other yes, and there are so there's so much more depth to that. Yeah. Also, um, on both sides of the coin, female dancers. Oh, sure. Who are assumed to be heterosexual? Yeah. That are in the yeah. you know it, it, there is or like, women. Yeah. You know, men in heterosexual men in dance dealing with you know women in dance yes. and how women have to deal with misogyny in society yes. so again it just brings it up is. a lot of different layers that oh. i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, we weren't talking about last week. And, and, and honestly, I do anytime, anytime an eye turns to the dance community, I am happy for it because... There's a number of other reasons why it's really important. Um, among them, dance usually kind of gets kind of brushed off as what it is, which is this amazing display of athleticism coupled with uh, beauty and ease coupled with an art form yeah. that is unlike anything you've ever seen. And yet we celebrate football players and we celebrate baseball players mm -hmm. for their athletic acumen, but we do not do the same thing for dancers. Yeah. Anyway. I could go on, but I won't because we got more because to talk about. We'll do that on the other side of the break. Yeah, well, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to check in with one of our favorite publicationships. A publicationship is a relationship solely for the purposes of publicity, and this one is going to be getting their fair share tonight. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Whoa! What? It's pouring out here. This is the Colleen and Bradley. Don't lie to them. I mean, it's a beautiful day. It's the Colleen and Bradley show There's on my talk one oh seven one. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. Holly Roberts, our producer, and we are live from the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, and thank you, by the way, to our broadcast sponsor today, Connecticut Aquarius Home Services, for bringing you today's My Talk State Fair broadcast. Keep singing. By the no. way, we do have the lactation station here that's brought to you by WIC and the Minnesota Department of Health. Yes, we're a little we're a little zippy today because we've had some sugar and yep. some fried food, yes, so we're it was a little good. snappy. Now we feel like everybody else at the Minnesota State Fair. But let's deliver on our promise, and that was to talk about our favorite yeah. latest publicationship, a publicationship, a relationship solely for the purposes of publicity. Basically, every relationship that you've heard about in if, Hollywood, if you're hearing about it, is a publicationship in a publicationship. some form or fashion. But today's. Uh, item up for bid is Shamila. Remember Shamila? Shamila is... Uh, oh my gosh, why did I just forget his name? Sean Mendez and... Camila Cabello. There right? we go. Okay, so we There's call him Shamila. 
very, what'd you say? Very hot? Very hot. Yes, very, very hot. hot. Anyway, so we've been calling them a publationship because they've been friends for years, and then suddenly after they have a single together, the two of them are like, oh, hey, Like hi. they started to see each Ooh. other with new eyes. This is awkward. Can you, can you stop role-playing this? No. Theory? I mean, it would be uh, like you and I essentially showing up, uh, you know, eight years after... Uh, we've been doing this show and being like, because we're trying to take the show national. Yeah, we're trying say, to right? take it national. We're going national, kids. And, you know, we're trying to get People Magazine to talk about so us we're like, by, like, making out. After eight years, right. we we started to see each other through new eyes. It would be awkward on ten different levels. Stop it. So, anyway, anyway <laughs> these two clearly are doing that very thing. And we've been marveling how just delightfully... Um, according to plan, this is all going. So you see them in public, but they're not directly addressing. Yeah. It's like there's also there's always plausible deniability in these stories of them being together. Yes. Every time they mention each other on social media, every time there's photos of them taken together, they don't talk to the cameras directly. There are all these sort of just easy outs that they're giving themselves inevitably when their relationship um, fizzles and dies, which, which it will. It is going to do. Mark my words. Sometime after Labor Day. Yep. Because this has all been a summer fling to sell uh, their the single, single Senorita, and and to kind of well, we think lead up to their big performance on tonight, the VMAs, the VMAs this evening. Right? Exactly. So not only are they going to be at the VMAs, but this weekend. And the reason I wanted to talk to you about this story today is that. They were, um, you know, he was doing his thing, singing on stage. Mm -hmm. And there's this delightful story, I think it's in Cosmo, of her watching him. And so it spawned all of these delightful stories. Camila Cabello watching Shawn Mendes perform is the cutest thing ever. And all of the photos are, like, so clearly staged. Oh, I mean, gosh. look at that photo of her. How would you describe? She has her hands kind of, you know, in a prayer position in front of her mouth, and she's gazing uh, with rapt attention. Shut up. Yeah, it's so posed. <laughs> it's stupid. stupid. She's like, I know Shut the cameras up. are on me right now, and I'm looking longingly at my... My okay, it so looks like she took a lesson from the Priyanka Chopra school right? of looking at your significant other Exactly, in exactly. Like, like, instead of looking at him like it's him, look at him like it's a piece of cake. Because at, that's the look on her face. It's just like, oh. And at one point... I'm going to eat that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, but seriously. <laughs> and then at one point, um, he, as he was in uh, Brooklyn uh, performing... Um, they they captured a bunch of other footage. They just happened to catch some just footage, captured some footage of him of smiling and waving at her. You know, it's just so it's so obviously choreographed, you guys. And I know you think that sometimes we blow things out of proportion. We've been accused of that maybe once or twice. And in the maybe past. we would even admit to it every once in a while. But this one is Possibly. so like I'm just waiting for this one. Like I can almost write like we should write we should the story of them breaking up because inevitably when they do, it's going to be something like. They enjoyed, you know, this hot and heavy summer romance and realized as the, you know, crisp fall air rolled in that <laughs> they needed to go their separate ways mm -hmm. and and remain the best of friends right. because that's really where think, their relationship lies. I think that's where that's where we're going to get the the fake 
breakup. It's going to all have to do with the fact that they realize that they really are better off friends. And before they get too serious, they want to pull it back. So they don't ruin, so they their, don't friendship. ruin their friendship. Yeah. I mean, that's it's already written. It's ridiculous. Trust us, people. It is ridiculous. You think if, this is, if literally this happens, we're going to celebrate and then we're going to make people feel real uncomfortable. Yeah, we are. It. It's gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna rub it in some people's faces. Some First among graves. them, lo- graves. No, we're what? gonna. I said we're gonna tap dance on some graves. Oh, I think you said tap dance at some raves. We might do that, too. which sounds so right 1996. Yes, there you go. We <laughs> actually 1946. <laughs> Seriously, but like, you know, you know what's interesting too, though, is that it was on Friday, I believe, uh, it was pointed out to us that some that it was Entertainment Tonight. It's a real good show. Do do do. What is it? Except not really. It, apparently, it's not because remember, it was brought to our attention that they had uh, pre-written a story about their VMA performance, which of course does not happen until tonight. Yeah. Um, and and it was so predictable, tonight, too. Oh, it was so ridiculous. I also love the people... They really brought the sexiness. But what I was going to say is, yeah. I also get the impression that like maybe that Cosmo article was pre-written, and then they got oh. the pictures. Oh, sure. They were like, we need these three shots, hey? Yeah. And then they got them. I would not be surprised in the least. It's just nonsense. Um, I was going to tell you, too, I just wanted to give you a really head, uh, quick heads up if you guys are just joining us. We're talking about publicationships, fake relationships, or at least relationships that are utilized for the purpose of publicity and advancement of their careers. Yes. Um, we haven't talked about Channing Tatum and Jesse J. Oh, yeah. But we need to because remember how Channing Tatum decided to go off the grid yep. on social media? And we wondered what that was all about. Well, I don't know that I don't know that we're any closer to that, but what I do know is that Jesse J just announced over the weekend she's doing the same thing. So when I first saw the headline, hmm. Jesse J announces Instagram break after boyfriend you Channing Tatum does the up. same. I thought they were breaking Me up. Me too. Yeah. But no, she is taking an Instagram break too. And so both Jesse hmm. J and Channing Tatum are taking an Instagram break slash social media. She says she's going to be working on new music. Which is totally plausible, well, but yeah, because she has that only like a few singles that broke through at all. Yeah, but she's a great singer, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, but so that sounds like very plausible why you would do that. However, it's interesting that they're both doing it. So I wonder if this was like, yeah, we really need to like create some buzz around our relationship and like not buzz. I, it's you know what so I mean? Weird. So I don't know what the point is, Me other either. than um, we'll we'll probably see when they come back to social media very big push yeah. to talk about what's going on between the two of them <sighs> well i'm very excited for what is coming next on the colleen and bradley show we have uh celebrated the two of us eight years on the air together and we thought it would be fun to play a little newlywed style game and we're going to do that after this to see how well we know each other after eight years after this on my talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 